following message is being transmitted at the request of the Boundless Pod Trap Movie Review and the guys of the BPT. What you are about to hear contains spoilers to movies. If you don't want to hear these spoilers, please disengage your listening device at this time. If you can't handle those with a possible differing view on a movie, you may also want to disengage your listening device at this time. Stay tuned for a movie review that only the guys at the Boundless Pod Trap can give you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. that time for us to talk about movies it's the bpt movie review episode what are we on this is episode what now of movies 21 21 don't ask lonnie he won't know 21 21 movies that's 21 that's cray cray it's our movie review podcast is legal it's what? It's legal. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was legal a while ago. It's legal to drink now. Well, yeah. And drive. Oh, I get, I get you what you're going with. I, over my head. Didn't get that. Okay. Anyways. In and out. <laughs> okay. Shalom, everybody. Shalom. Yes. just And just so everybody knows, we got, a, we got a new board, and Justin's going to be messing <laughs> around with new sound effects. So if... Uh, all of a sudden, we just cut out. It's because of Justin. So there's this one thing. So everybody talk at the same time. You I didn't won't try this out. It. No, I want to see everybody talk. Just I don't want start, to. start oh, yeah, talking, yeah, 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 and then, I then I'm the one who can. I can your, duck you and you in take it, me, and then, then I'm going to make you, you go. I think. See, this is too much. Piece of monkey. <laughs> oh boy well too much power that button's gonna get worn out quick yeah, it already did it's sticking with, to my finger with lonnie's potty mouth my potty mouth yeah fuck you <laughs> he wasn't on it sorry oh justin my... get your fucking together. <laughs> <laughs> you're scratching your okay and we've lost all of our listeners we have listeners put it right in your <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh even the mighty, <laughs> even the mighty misfit kings probably stopped listening. Why you I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to give them a plug, and Thank you, you blocked it. Do it again. The mighty <laughs> on, misfit kings just me... stopped listening to us. Let's give them some. My <laughs> misfit kings, a little bit of jazzy style. Why stuff. is it he jazz? <laughs> I do have, I do have a bone to pick with these guys. I know that they, I know for a fact they like Elton John, not jazz. Let's give it up for our homeboys. Well, Mighty Misfit King. Lemonhead, he's actually going to be doing a little bit of a guitar playing himself. He's kind of a natural Jimi Hendrix. He should nice. write our own stuff. By this time, by the time this podcast comes out, he's going to be Jimi Hendrix. Really? Nice I just Current can't Jimi Hendrix? Put... Or oh, <laughs> when he was alive. He's not that great now. <laughs> <Don't say> that. <laughs> All right. Anyways, we're here to talk about a movie, and this is oh, oh, that's oh, here Lonnie. We know he loves this movie. So hold on. One Before Jew you go to in. another. <laughs> oh, <Jesus Christ. laughs> what now? Since I don't have all the things loaded up here. Where Can't you do this in post? Yeah. This, is this something that we could have done beforehand? Or? <laughs> da, 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 oh, I, I see. Okay. Okay. Gosh darn. Da, okay. So today da, 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 we are going to be reviewing the 2019 da, 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 movie. Da. We can do that better. Yeah. Today. We are going to be reviewing the 2019 movie, 
Uncut Gems. It's a movie that was written and directed by the brothers Benny and Josh Safdie. I think I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. Correct. And it stars Adam Sandler, Julia Fox, Adina Menzel, or Adele Dezim to John Travolta. It's got a lot of like the the weekend is in this movie. Kevin, what, not Kevin Durant, <laughs> Kevin Garnett. Yes, just a lot the of Keith Stanfield. Like aside from Adam Sandler and uh, Adina, like there's a lot of good actors in yeah, this movie, other than Adam Sandler and and some people whose firsts. Julia Julia Fox. That's Julia her first Gullia. movie. She uh, definitely um, was an interesting character. Although if you listen to her talk about the movie, she says. She's not playing a character that's basically her. Oh. So. Um, She's kind of crazy, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't tell. She was born in Italia. You know, my favorite character in this movie who doesn't get enough credit is uh, the Lakeith Stanfield. He was pretty good. Oh, Lakeith yeah. Lakeith Stanfield is great. I think everybody played their part I think he well. was one of my favorites, yeah. He played uh, L in Death Note. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Sorry for bothering you. It was fantastic. That was oh, a fucking curveball. <laughs> yeah. Me and my a fantastic Brian movie. And, and then that. you're like, did I take acid in yeah, the movie? Yeah, I was this? like, this literally, it didn't go to the left field. It went to cock. a completely different sports stadium in that one. Yes, that is exactly what. What else you got? He got a description, got some more names. So yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm going to read the synopsis of this movie, which there are shitty synopsises everywhere about this. Doesn't do it justice, but I'll read the best one. <laughs> synopsis Jews, Jews everywhere. Yeah. So a charismatic jeweler makes a high stakes bet that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime. He's stressed jeweler. In a <laughs> in a precarious <laughs> high wire act, he must balance business, family, and adversary adversaries, anniversaries, I'm about to say. On all sides in pursuit of the ultimate win. That does not even do this justice, this movie. But we're going to get into what this movie is about. But first, we're going to make the rounds and have us all give our rating on this. So we're going to start with Jews first. Oh, man. So the first time I watched this movie, I really liked it. If you would have asked me my opinion on this movie... Before, <laughs> before I watched it again, I would have ranked this movie really high. But then you made me watch it again. And I kind of went in with the, the knowledge of what I was watching. And then I watched Adam Sandler act. And I was like, God, this guy is dog shit. Like, I can't not watch him and when he does this. Argh! And I'm like, that's the fucking goat. That's the goat on the back of the pickup truck. Hey, superimpose me. <laughs> and uh, at times he was really good. And... Like, how can a Jew act too Jew? It's it's crazy. I don't know. You tell us. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the story was a good story. It was a neat concept. The story of the stone, like, from someone who is into spirituality and into putting power into things, the story of the stone and being something you can put yourself into is, is a neat concept. In actual practice, though, I think the movie was kind of sloppy. Watching it a second time, it was kind of predictable. Uh, the, oh, shit. The, you saw it. The, the first time. No, I mean, like, the things, like, the setup was kind I of I knew that was coming. They didn't change right. it. Shut it up. Let me do my review. But I, I'd still give it, I'd give it a six. I called that. I, I told Justin before you got here today, I was just like, I just know Lonnie's going to hate on this movie. I don't hate on it. It's a he, good he's, movie. He's going he's just... to give it, I said a, either a, no, I said a four or five. So he actually gave it higher. So mazel yeah, tov. Good did. on you. Let me get a good star in here. Well, let's go, let's go Since... over to John. Let's get his. John's going to shit on it more than I do because he's racist. What does that wow. have to do with anything? <laughs> um, 
He so, hates all Jews. You should see the way he looks at me. I do. <laughs> Why do you think I put the lamp down so I can stare at you like that? <laughs> it gives you a little bit more ambiance around your eyes. <laughs> anyway, so when this came out, what was it Christmas 2019-ish? Um, 13th of I, December 2019. You know, at this point, there was months and months and months of, this is Adam Sandler's Oscar. Like, this is this is what it is. This is what it is. And I'm like, okay. I went into it thinking, all right, let's see what he's got. You know, I've seen Punch Drunk Love and shit like that, but let's give it a shot. Went into it, and to sum up, basically, we'll talk about more of it later, but I was disappointed because that's not an Oscar performance. Like, I think Adam Sandler is the worst actor in this movie, and I'm not saying that he's doing a bad job. I just don't think he's better than his peers. I don't think Kevin Garnett is literally the best actor in this entire movie. I don't even think he knows he was acting. Well, that's what he said. I did a lot of press tour videos this morning, Fallon, stuff like that. And Kevin Garnett, he's like, I literally was just like myself, basically. So He like, said he takes direction well. Yeah. So. so I thought he was the best actor in this whole movie. Before I saw it, I thought it was 100% predictable. I literally looked over to my friends and I told them word for word what was going to happen and word for word happened. I think it's a good story, but with a better lead could be better. I haven't revisited it until this week, and so I remembered not liking it and went into it this time, and it's a little better. I noticed the story's better. I noticed cinematography stuff that's better, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to only give it a six. So you have the same opinion, just completely backwards. Yeah, like, I don't know. See, I think the guy with the broken leg had the uh, worst acting. I'm like, you're not, you're not. Oh, in the beginning, (laughs) that fucking guy. He's also dropped somewhere in the middle when he. And was we'll get into you. it here, but. Yeah. Well, Justin, I know there's no midges in this movie, but what yes, did there you is. think when she was in her lingerie and opened up her leg? You saw a little bit of a Julia Fox's ass is the best part of this movie, probably. That minus the Howie gem. Minus the Howie. Oh, shit. All right, Justin, let's hear yours. Okay, so today is the first day that I saw it. I put it off. I had some internet issues, so I was kind of working with a lot of stuff. I usually Excuses. prepare as early as I can, but. Yeah, I did really like this movie. I wouldn't agree that it's the worst performance, and I wouldn't agree that it's maybe Oscar winning. Going into this, I mean, I seen the trailers. I actually knew the ending. It was spoiled for me, which for me personally, I don't really care for spoilers. I think it just makes me want to see something more. It's like, oh, that's what happens. I want to see it. So I knew he was going to be offed at the end. Sorry for you guys getting spoiled. This is what this is. is a- <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you're listening <clears throat> at this point. Yeah, that's on you. Dead but answers. I think you watched the wrong movie because he does not get off at the end of this movie. He got off towards the end of the movie. Oh, he said he came. I mean, he yeah, he <laughs> literally he's like, oh, I'm gonna come. That's true. <laughs> but uh, touche. Yeah, I <laughs> was under the impression, especially from the trailer, that this is gonna be like a high anxiety driven, and I didn't get too much of the anxiety. But I think the piece was really well done, like for him, for the character, for Howard. Yeah. Howard Ratner. Yeah. For Howard Ratner's character himself. Yeah. He's experiencing that anxiety, but like for the camera work, I don't think you're, you're selling it. It was really well filmed. Like there's not too many flaws as far as like continuity and all this other stuff. I mean, like things look really well done, but storyline for me personally, it's not one of those things that I care for as far as that, but I can take a movie and watch it and enjoy what it is. It's not my lifestyle, but it was really good. So I would give a 7.5. That was a terrible. What happened? It went, it, before it yesterday, it was a 4.5. So it went up to a 6. If that I mean, gross. To be fair. Yeah. All right. 
All right, well, Mr. Movie Suggester. For me, you know, I like Adam Sandler's movies, his older movies. Some of his newer stuff, I can tell that he's comedy movies are not what they used to be. But he, I, I loved him because he adds that random humor in all of his movies that just I love that cracks me up. This is the first movie I saw of his where he plays something serious. It's not a comedy role. And I enjoyed him in this movie, unlike majority of you fellas. From the get-go, this movie gave me the most anxiety any movie has ever given me, and that anxiety went all the way to the very end. Unlike Justin, I didn't know the ending where he was going to get offed, and so that really surprised me. And then when his cousin, it's his cousin in the movie that gets shot in the head too. His brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. When he gets shot in the head at the end of the movie too, I was like, what the fuck? And just the way they filmed it, it was very real. And like the, his reaction when he got shot in the head is what I would expect somebody that got shot in the head, like their, their shock value. And like just the way that the blood just slowly started dripping out of his forehead where he was shot, it was just like made me sick to my stomach. Same way that the movie Alpha Dog, sorry, Lonnie, I know you hate that movie. That ending that made, makes no sense that, to me. That, <laughs> what? That he hates that movie. It's dog oh, yeah. shit. No, it's Alpha. Yeah. Alpha dog. But it's, That's a true fucking story. But that and the real me, life incident sucked too. They made it made me sick to my stomach as well. That is this. Too and that's soon. what stuck with me with was this. And I just everything about this movie I enjoyed. Yeah, there are some parts that aren't the greatest, but overall, I guess I'm gonna be giving this the highest rating out of everybody here. And I'm gonna be giving it an eight. Now, I think I shot myself in the foot when I watched this because before I watched this, pointless. burned your feet. I think I shot myself in the foot because before I watched this, I watched Snatch, which is just a that much better. strictly yeah. better version of that's Uncut exact, Gems. That's your whole reason behind Alpha Dog, too, is that, well, I watched this movie and they did it better. I watched Girl Next Door. I, well, everything is better than <laughs> Alpha Dogs. I, I watched think, I watched a cat I mean, shit a on a bird cage. That was that. probably one of my f- bigger... Wait, wait, what did you say? 8.5? 8. 8. Do right. you, are your headphones not working with this new... They are, but I'm just trying to... He's doing things. too much. Yeah, there. I have a lot over here. <laughs> Great. Anyways, so I'll wrap it back around and say, that gives us a BPT rating of 7. Why well, I, I hate that I hate that sound effect yeah. so much. I, it used to be on the board, like but I have to use it off my phone right now. Uh, but anyways, Lonnie, that was one of my bigger, um, I guess, shots with you. Is like when you watch a movie, you do compare it to a lot of the things. You don't take it for what it is. Well, and this was my second viewing of it. When right. I first saw the movie, I seen it through Jeremy's eyes. Right. I seen I had the excitement of watching it. Like I said, I was very naive going into it. I didn't know what to expect. I was kind of overtaken by the environment and whatnot. I don't know if I was more naive. I was less bitter because it was 2019. I seen it in the theater before COVID hit. I thought the world was a better place. I was in California. so Except it, for jewelers. Except for jewelers, yeah. 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 Um, so it was just – it was a different environment. I think I enjoyed it better then. Watching it now in a different scenario and kind of being tarnished by the fact that I, I knew what was going on and I watched it with a purpose – it took so much of it away from me. I tried to take that into account when I was watching it and watching it more favorably, but it still put that sour taste in my mouth. Gotcha. Well, I that's think what's for, great about this podcast is different views. Yeah. Kind of the same. Like I was led on. 
primarily by the trailer. The trailer gives you all the hard hitter, it seems like. So is it's it, the creative angles when you're following him like through a hallway right. and all this. But it was pretty, I don't want to say mediocre. It was more grounded to actually watch it in its entirety. Well, and the thing with it too is like you're going through New York City and not the nice part of New York City, the dingy underworld bleak part of new york city the dingy back lot gross kind of skeezy part of new york city because to be You're honest there. is there a nice part of new york city well there's no. the, there's the tourist part of new york city with the lights and the glamour the and the broadway and to be honest the howard ratner in this movie you really can't call him a hero he's oh, no. kind of a scum he is oh yeah that's yeah. all that's also like you also can't call him the bad guy either no because of apple Apple will not let anybody who is a bad guy operate an Apple or an iPhone. And he <laughs> right. uses an iPhone. So. Right. So you can't really – you're not happy when he succeeds, but Apple. you're not – Me too. You're not sad when he dies. So it's kind of like one of those – it's hard to invest he in the character. He had to die at the end of that movie. That was to how make, that movie to had have to have it make sense. To yeah. make anything make sense, any kind of – Learning experience, anything in that movie, he had to die at the end of that movie. So in essence, you're watching it as Julia Fox is the final girl. She's the one who has the most to lose because she was the only one faithful through the whole entire movie, maybe with exception of his wife. Like everyone else had an ulterior motive. She could have went and shacked up with The weekend and kind of relented a little bit. She no, tried she almost. Did. <laughs> it's implied. Uh, yeah. I did get she was hiked up, you know, as she said, give me a second as she, <laughs> I did on. get flashbacks of John and his ex Amanda when they were arguing outside of the club. Was she shacking up with the weekend? Yeah, she was probably. Oh. Ouch. Anyways, um, like Lonnie said though, like he took in, like he thinks he liked it better. The time period you watched it the first time. Right. I literally had gotten a ring back two weeks before seeing this movie and Fair. was trying to find a place. So I took that into effect, too, of my negative review on it. So, like I said, it did go from a 4.5 to a 6, but it's just I think it was so overhyped with this Oscar performance crap. Yeah, I don't think it was Oscar worthy in no. any stretch of the imagination. Like, no. What, Ford vs. Ferrari, Knives Out? Those movies came out that same time. Like, he's not better than any of those people no. in those movies. I also think that Lakeith Stanfield is better in Knives Out than he was in this movie. Right. Too, but. And now, to be fair, for Adam Sandler quality acting from some of his other performances, I thought this was a, a shining light on his IMDb Right, and his, the only negativity about it is the hype is right. working against it. Exactly, you know what I mean? yeah. It's hard to take him serious as an actor, like I said, because when he tries to be serious and tries to get aggressive, you hear those same squeaks and that same volume that you're used to associating with him yelling at his friends yelling when he's at drunk his friend, at a pool. Yeah, like Big Daddy. Yeah. And, you know, stuff. Yeah. Well, speaking of Adam Sandler in this movie, his wife was the one that encouraged him to take this role. And they actually, the Safdie brothers reached out to him back in 2012 yeah. to, to do this movie. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted to do it. And I, I forget, I, I had it written down, and of course, it's in my notebook at home, but Kevin Garnett was not the first. Omari Stoudemire. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Was the first NBA player that they were going to reach out for it. Let's move over to Kevin Garnett, because I'm not a, an NBA fan whatsoever. I hate basketball. I think it's the worst sport. My opinion doesn't matter. So the name sounded familiar, but I 
first time I watched this movie was under the impression that the person playing Kevin Garnett was an actor. And I thought that he was very good at it. And then when I found out that he really was an NBA player, I was like, holy oh, shit. Yeah, like, this decent. guy is actually a so standout. Game, the in games in the movie are from real life games, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. So. yeah. But uh, yeah, he was definitely, and we I'd mentioned this before when John was talking, was that people were telling him he's such a great actor. And he says, no. I just take direction well. And I was like, as a director, that's kind of a neat way to hear an actor describe their performance is like, I'm not good. I just take direction well. So um, the first introduction with him where they keep on telling him to, you know, don't lean on the glass. Don't lean on the glass. And then I'm like, he's going to break it. And like, and then, oh, they're having like one of the final things. I'm like, he's leaning on the glass. And then it goes through. And I didn't know that. I I laughed at that part because right before it breaks, (laughs) Adam Sandler's like, Kevin, don't lean on something like that. And then it breaks. And then when they come back to return and they're stuck in the little thing, I'm like, Kevin, lean on the glass, you know? Can we all disagree that that Furby necklace was, like, it was the ugliest fucking yeah. thing you've ever oh, seen? Well, Furbies aren't that. <laughs> I just, Furbies, Furbies are creepy were, anyway. Yeah, yeah they're overrated. That fucking thing was disgusting. Can we also admit that Adam Sandler saying "I'm gonna come" is gonna live in my nightmares for the rest of my That's life. how I get off anymore. <laughs> is it? It just what? doesn't do anything for me <laughs> anymore. Explain. I have to play. John, you got some explaining to do. Uh, well, that scene between uh, where he's hiding in the closet and Julia Fox is in her fucking lingerie, oh, taking pictures of herself and sending it to him. It, oh was, my God. it was a really good scene. It was also very yeah, uncomfortable. I'm great. like, just come out of the closet already. Right. Huh. <laughs> you just wanted to say that, didn't you? Oh. He's look just, at that. And I don't. Look at that. Look at that. I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah. The starting off of it, I thought it was really cool. Especially how they also wrap that around because they kind of go into like a, you know, you're in Ethiopia, you got all these people speaking like what Somali or Arabic or whatever, and they find the little opal, the black opal, and then they go into like a little more universal, straight into like his colon. So I liked the whole universe setting because like with like stars and all this beauty, it's kind of made from like chaos and randomness and all that but in adam sandler's colon <laughs> chance and his colon is also made of beautiful place. randomness and Jesus. chance and chaos and that's kind of the whole synopsis of his character himself is like because he's a big gambler he acts on impulse so everything is all about chance and randomness yeah but so, he thinks he has like that sense of power kind of what uh, lonnie was talking about how pretty much was it called Something. The opal. The opal. The, into the stone or something like that. Oh, yeah. The stone putting your, your, your intention and, and your and, intention yeah. into the stone. And that's yeah. supposed to give you power. So but. so let me pose this question to all three of you. No. If you were an Adam Sandler or Howard Shoe and you were this, you owned this jewelry shop and you had this, what you thought was a million dollar opal stone and you had a famous NBA player come in and ask to borrow it for a night, would you... Let I him don't borrow think it, would, it like like Howard did in this movie. Because Howard is trying to secure his, not just, well, his future income as well. Like if he gets his word out, his status up, he all he operates under an illusion of control. So he thinks he has more power than what he actually does because he counts his wins and ignores his losses. When he's up, he's up. And when he's down, he's fighting to get back up. So right. he doesn't count that. But definitely not. Definitely not. I do not act on impulse and I like to try to secure my... Uh, ass, <laughs> and especially when I owe so many people money already at this point. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I think I would go with him. I think I would let him borrow it, but I would be a shadow. You'd be like, hold my pocket. Good idea. Walk with me. And, the, and then when he does no, win, be like, yeah, that's because of me. Come to my jewelry <laughs> shop. Buy my shit. You said no. No. 
Not at all. Well, that's what I like. It's that because was... none of y'all are Jews and that... you don't think like a Jew. <laughs> that's one of the things about this movie that gave me anxiety is because it's like I thought Adam Sandler did great at that part acting like, eh, I don't know about But it's just like he was torn. But I was like one of those people where I was sitting at home the first time I watched it. And I was just like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. But it was just like. When he handed it off to him, like, I'm just like, fuck. Like, yeah. this whole movie just, it was always just one thing after the other. And God, it, it is very talking about They're it using the, the idea of power, whereas where he's got what, Damari, Damani, what's his name? Damani. Damani, yeah. To fuck yourself. When Damani is there and he's trying to vouch for his boy with, you know, Kevin. And oh, the. Yeah, they're trying to Keith. kind of operate off of each other, kind of uh, passing the ball back and forth, if you will, in so many words. So not that either one of them gives a fuck about the other, but they both know both of them make each other money. Right. So they have to kind of pass here and there. The only thing better than a con man is a better con man. It's like even with like the, I guess, mining of an, an actual opal or the gems, the uncut gems, these most rare findings it's like you can't you can control where you dig but you can't control the configuration of what happens with it they're all going to be totally different so it, that kind of speaks on howard's character the most well pretty much everybody's but howard's you see that and it kind of goes back into that so when he gets shot at the very end it's going into that universe so howard is pretty much an uncut gem himself he's being forged through all the pressures and stuff from every every which way did you know Adam Sandler got choked out on the set of this movie. Yeah. I'd imagine. When the guys were beating him up and stuff like that in the car. Oh, were, in the car. Yeah. They, they didn't, the guys weren't actors that were in there. And so they didn't know, like they thought Adam Sandler was in character when he was like tapping out yeah, and stuff. And, and yeah, he got choked out for real. That was a lot, on a lot of the conversation when I was watching like, you know, the Fallon clips and the Conan O'Brien clips he would talk about, you know, people were really kicking his ass. Like he had the stunt coordinator and they were like completely ignoring what he said. And like one of the guys is like, oh, my God, Mr. Deeds, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And then choked him out like five seconds later, you know. One of the characters I feel the most bad for is definitely like his older son. It's because his older son is definitely following in the footsteps, you know, starting with his gambling and. He's still a teenager. He's kind of running similar impulses. Yeah, the gambling ring. On it the seems game. as yeah. though the mom and the younger child, the daughter seems checked out. But yeah, they notice his wrongdoings and like it almost feels as though he's too far gone. So kind of going back to like the opal kind of configuring itself, like you have no control with that. There is a sense of free will, but like what two or three characters already said to him. It's like, you've done this to yourself. You did this to yourself. It's like, he's yeah. He fucked himself up many, many a time. I think I had a bigger point with that. Whatever. <laughs> I, and I understand him and his wife separating, but how can his family know he has an apartment and like shit's not going on? Good question. It's New York. So I assume things like that over there is being close to work or well, maybe. I think it would be the complete opposite because New York apartments are, stupid fucking expensive i think she would know that because if they're handling finances together she would see the yeah the outings if he's always hurting for money too especially like, if she knows where his apartment is right and you yeah. gotta stop by the apartment well that's like, oh, this this probably runs you about this uh this much it's a really nice apartment too well i'll tell you what when he goes to the apartment when he after he told her to get out and he stops by and that Madonna song "Rain" is playing. I thought that was a perfect was choice beautiful. for a song. Like yeah. it just gave like such a weird, odd feeling. Because I was expecting him to find her 
with a bullet like in her dead, head. Like yeah. she killed herself. And I was like, man, with that music playing, that would have been creepy. But yeah, she was kind of hard to pin down or easy to pin down for him, but hard to pin down for I her. I see what you did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I didn't know where her intentions lied. She seemed as though like when you see her in the club and she makes eye contact with him, but she tries to like avoid him. Like what's really going on here? Welcome to my life. Women playing games like always. Let's talk about the goons for a second. The Phil and Nico and his brother-in-law. Who was in charge of that? They were just goons. It came off. Two super aggressive goons. It it almost came off like brother-in-law was the head of yeah, the goons. that's what I saw at first. But yeah, it really seemed like Phil and Nico were the ones in charge. Like, I get your heavies are going to do the heavy work. Yeah. But like, if brother-in-law is the boss and you just run out and shoot the brother... Like, you've got some fucking hell to pay. I think there was a little slip up because when Phil says something along the lines of like, I'm going to do to get my money back, to get Arno's money back. It's like he said himself first, almost prefacing that he's in it for himself, not right. necessarily for, you know, because when he just, everybody's acting on impulse here. Right. Like Arno. Who's Arno? In the, um, uh, like the dinner party or what, what is it? What is it called? What, what were they having? Uh, the Shabbat. What yeah, Shabbat. He's doing the Lord's Prayer, yeah. yeah they. <laughs> Thank you, Lonnie. <laughs> I usually like to get my sure. food pre-blessed before I eat it. I'm like, it's already prayed for. I'm, you know. <laughs> By the way, super disrespectful making jokes during the Lord's Prayer, especially right. when Hebrew's involved. Fuck. Well, he was doing the English. No, but when Hebrew's involved, <laughs> that's like a line you don't. When Grandma's doing the Hebrew. He's messed up the special <laughs> prayer. <laughs> You got to say things. Lonnie's getting pissed. Calm down, Lonnie. Yeah. I want to know what grandma's did. doing oh, in Hebrew in the middle of dinner. <laughs> You're getting so Heidi mighty I'm just here. getting scared. Like, I know it's a movie, but fuck. It looks like four of the candles what came fuck? out of your... <laughs> I will say this will be... So when we were going to get to the point later on where we uh, say what we would change in the movie, that's one of the things... That's the thing I would change is... So the brother-in-law... When he first comes into the picture, I mean, he's a bad, tough guy, like, in charge. Like, kick his ass, beat him up. I thought his turn to feeling sorry for Howard was a little too quick and not very realistic to where after he gets shot in the head, I could see, like, oh, fuck, why? I didn't mean for that to happen. But before that, you could see he was, like, all of a sudden just, like, yeah. he was no longer in charge. He, Phil I mean, they dangled was, him out of a window on his command. You know? Yeah. So, to even pose the threat of death or not want it to go that far. I mean, that says a lot. He was overly aggressive and maybe it's just like the Jew trying to covet his own money or get back something. This was something. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Exactly. <laughs> I'm with Whoa. you on that. Midges last week. Jude. Man. FCC. Nice to meet you. <laughs> what, um, what I'm saying, like everybody is kind of like their own gym. Like when he sat in that, Behind the glass, you know, and he kind of baked himself like it wasn't until because he was cutting Howard off pretty much every single time. Like, I don't want to hear shit. Give me my money. I don't want to hear shit. Give me my money. Phil comes in and pretty much tries a strong arm and outshine the master, if you will. Well, he fucks his uncle, too. I didn't see that scene. (sighs) Well, it's in the uh, it it was uncut. (laughs) Yeah. So when Phil or not Phil, but when Arno sits in that glass and like you can see the, the screws turning like. Wait a second. He knows what he's talking about. He's hitting his 26 points there. He's got a little bit more. He realized he's going to probably be richer than what he expected. I assume with like collateral or the investment. What do you want to 
the vig on it. The inflation. Gonna, not yeah, pretty much inflation. What's the word? Interest. With the interest, I, I would assume he would pay Arnold back with interest. But did you guys like the score of this movie? I did. I thought the I music thought it was, was overbearing. I, I think that's good I though. I didn't think it fit because this this I thing was it. So this movie is tense throughout. I'll give it that. But what takes the tenseness away is I'm focusing on this fucking music the whole time. And for some people, the music is why it's so intense. But I think it's just too distracting. I think it was supposed to, especially around like the club scenes and stuff where you can't necessarily understand what's being said. Mm -hmm. But I think that adds to the havoc or the chaos of what's going on because he's trying to understand. You're trying to understand what's going on in the story itself. So it, yeah, it does add to the. I feel like especially in the first 10 minutes, I don't feel like. The music needed to be the volume it was in that first ten. Well, minutes. that and I don't think it fit. No, I don't on at all. I think because when the I styled maybe not. Yeah, but the using it as a device, I think it worked well. Yeah, I, I I could see it working for some people, but for me, it was just way too distracting. Personally, for somebody who acts on impulse or whatever, I think the distractions are necessary. So I, I agree with that. Well, yeah, with, yeah that part. He's like jerking <laughs> off his microphone over there. <laughs> what did you say, well, Justin? <laughs> You're like. <laughs> Monty, did you have anything? Did, did you guys notice that when they were watching ESPN, it was like, turn that, turn over to ESPN, and TNT was everywhere on the screen? I did not. Yeah. Uh-uh. Sponsors? No, because NBA finals are never on ESPN. ESPN hardly ever shows any finals. It's always yeah, stole up by networks. The, there's a... TNT has the right... Howard's... Howard's opening is literally his opening. <laughs> yeah. So like, just like his closing is literally his closing, him pretty much dying. And, you know, so I like how like the colon screen. What do you think Julia did with the money? The probably kept it. Her the name, weekend. But, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> Spend it for the weekend. Uh, yeah, no, I liked how his colon screening saw some like warnings and then like the next scene you see Howard in like this bright yellow. It's kind of more of a caution, like slow down. So you get that off the start. That's one of the, we're going to move into that now. <laughs> into colons? No. What? The colon? Oh, you, you, he was being warned at the doctor, like, you know, you might have something, be aware of something. I, He's the poly- got the yellow shirt the that's like, hey, slow goodness. down. Yeah. But then. Uh, but yeah. that, was, that was kind of nice. And when all the chaos was going on and his life was falling apart, he was like, he got the call that he didn't have colon cancer. Right. I think like that one shining light that he still had a chance. And then he won a bet and got shot in the face. <laughs> what did you guys think of him after he was shot in the head and died having the big grin on his face? His grin that he used throughout the movie, like it definitely doesn't seem to be like he was trying to be uh, might have been the facial hair or something like that. But those were fake uh, teeth. Were they? Yeah. OK. Yeah. Oh, Maybe yeah, you could easily yeah. tell. I yeah. wasn't he, even. Well, they decided that was a decision they made that day to have him after he was shot in the head to have that grin on his face because they just thought this is probably the happiest he's ever been in his life i mean he was excited the whole time he turned around bam so it's like they thought let's uh have you have a smile on your face still and it's like to me i didn't care for that smile that is something else that i would have changed i would rather had it be just like what I would imagine somebody that just got shot in the head would look like. Full streaked it back down. I, well, I mean, that was, was probably his last face. expression. Yeah. I mean, yeah. After the auction, which by the way, his dad in the movie, can't think of the actor's name, but uh, I, it took me the longest time to realize where the fuck I seen that guy. Independence from. Day? No. Oh. The TV show Taxi. Oh yeah. Is that the same oh. guy from Independence Day though? The dad from Independence Day? I don't think so. Hmm. Wasn't he in From Dust Till Dawn? 
Weren't you in Dust Till Dawn? That's the death. He uh, was in Taxi and Dear John. Those are the only two things I know that gotcha. he was in. Anyways, well, after the no. auction where they're walking and then Arno and the goons kind of like rough him up and punch him in his yeah. fucking apple. The thing apple. Is, is, I like how they do a lot of wraparounds. They a lot of like kind of closing the circle, tightening your loop and all. Where throughout the entire movie, the people that he's kind of messing over, he's like, you know, can I get you a water? Do you want a water? Can I get you water? You get the, get this man a water. We got this water here. And then at the very end, well, at the auction, after the auction, they yeah, give him the water by throwing him in the fountain. It's um, like, take your fucking water. We'll fuck you over. He's the guy from Independence Day. Is he? Yeah. He's the, he's Jeff Goldblum's dad. And, and, that and drives him to the I could see it. And the dad from fucking From Dust Till Dawn is Harvey Keitel. Oh. He's yeah, also like, in A Beautiful Mind, Here's some him. other movies. Yeah, there's this, going back to just like but the stones themselves or the idea, the concept of when so many people have like these stones or rocks and they try to be very holistic and like healing the world and trying to do all this, but they're taking these gems from people who are pretty much are actually mm-hmm. dying. People are dying just to mine these for you and you think that you're deserving of it or you add all this extra They're not to dying, it. they're just breaking their leg. <laughs> It wasn't believable. He was just like, ah, oh, fuck my life. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of how I would be, I think. But yeah, like the black opal. It's why does it gotta be black? That's what it. It wasn't <laughs> even black. It wasn't. That's I did like saying. though, as like a, uh, I don't know, like a last straw or so when he finally takes it back to his office and he's plugged full of tissue and gauze and finally he takes it down. Yeah, he takes it out and like he's crying and like. It's as though he's trying to scrub it of any sort of luck that can, like, just give me something. Just give me something. Like, he sees that other people believe in things like this so much that he's willing to give it a cause at his lowest low. But that was kind of kind of a cool thing. I like how he assumed it was going to be worth so much money, but it's like something's only as worth as, as much what somebody as somebody would buy. Would, yeah. yeah, it would pay for it. Like, yeah. So that was a gross underestimate, though. Yeah. It was like, what? I don't know. Twenty percent. Not even. Why would he keep it in the auction if he knows he can get it somewhere else? It's I like, think pull once it, pull you the whole thing. In like you have to do it. Yeah, maybe. there might be appraised by their appraisers. Like yeah. yeah, the average cost of a black opal See, that right make now. Sense to me though, like if I want it appraised and then throw it in an auction, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. That so the you can have you auction. could have it appraised by your appraisers. Yeah, and you can have it at that price. But if you're significantly wrong, no one's gonna bid on it. Mm. Or you could have it appraised like by was. their appraisers. Yeah. He sat with it for 14 months knowing it's about to be in his hands or will be right. in his hands sometime. And so I think he just, again, it's a, acting on impulse. He also made mention that he didn't use his appraiser. Right. So yeah. he just tried to jump when he got the chance. Right now with the average cost on Opal and the tangible goods, it's $10,000 a carat. With that being three, what do you say? 3,000 carats, all the zeros, be like $300 million. That what? doesn't seem right. Or $30 million. Even that. No, because it'd be three, supposed to be good at math. three times 10 and all the <laughs> zeros. Is you? Yes. <laughs> three, from, three from the 10,000, three from the 1,000, 30 times 10. Thirty million. Did they? Did Kevin Garnett say how much he would pay for it? One seventy. Well, one seventy-five uh, is what he agreed, he, he but one sixty-five is where he. I thought. He, I, I thought, thought in the room he said two twenty-five. Like before it went to auction. He went. I don't think he agreed to two twenty-five. No. He, he didn't agree to two twenty-five, but that was. That's his what I mean. Offer. The, the before gotcha. before the auction. Yeah. He did the one seventy-five, but he gave the nine percent to. Number. Yeah. What's his name? No man. Yes. Braids. Damony. Starting off, you see like the the Ethiopian workers and the Chinese laborers and all that. There's this one 
who I felt is kind of more of what the the better people in this movie kind of symbolize or adhere to. So like there's like this common miner and he sees the struggles of the process. Miners, you know, a, not a, miners. a gem must stay the course of the precious to forge into something beautiful, but that's like the worth. We gravitate towards novelty and what others deem as worthy as what John was saying. So he sees his fellow man and the bone sticking out of his leg and he's like, well, this shit ain't worth it. Like he's more consumed with his relationships, these people rather than the items, these something that's just going to be a shiny object. And I, I would say like even one of Howard's workers, Yussi or Yussi, was that his name? Yes, Yussi. He's kind of like the same like See. that Ethiopian dude. Like <laughs> it's not about the money. He can go somewhere else and make some stuff, but it's about the principle of the people, like the respect. He said he invested like eight years of his life just to help him out. He pulled him out of shit shows for thousands of times or so. But like he was there for him. But because Howard is so distracted, he seems to push away the people who matter the most, the people who will stay. Like his wife could have been cheating on him, but she was there for him the whole time until the very end where she had enough, where there's nothing that she could see past that wasn't this piece of shit. Dudes, we need to quit fucking doing podcasts and go start mining for gems. You want to do it right now? Fucking a gram of pink diamond is uh, one point million dollars a gram. Or not a gram of carrot. Where the fuck are we going to go? Why are we talking about vegetables? A ruby. Yeah. A ruby is 1.18 per carrot. What's an emerald? It's a red gem. No, what's an emerald? The price of it. The price. An em- yeah. That's my birthstone. That's why I'm asking. Alexandrite, $70,000 a carrot. We could do this. Can you appraise this graphite for me, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where, so when where the, should we go? Ethiopia, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> this, this, The beginning of the movie definitely made me want to watch Blood Diamond. That was a good movie. I fucking love that movie. That's because you love Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, it's true, but also it's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I put the coat on. <laughs> <laughs> now, when the guys are locked in the little room at the very end, right before shit that. hits the fan, or I guess shit's hitting the fan constantly the entire movie, but... He called the shit poop. <laughs> yeah. So, Phil... Pretty much points the gun at the bulletproof glass. And then, you know, it's like, it's bulletproof glass. You can't get through this. It's like, why don't you just start shooting at the door? You can get out then. And then dumbasses who kill the two people in there, you're supposed to have somebody pressing the button and one door has to open or close until the other one can open. So it's like, you guys fucking trapped yourself in there. That's what I kind of thought. Too. Yeah. I was like, there's no mm, way you guys are getting out. You know, you have I a file. It to movie magic. You're two, three bullets rounds down. They could have gone out the window in the office. Yes. This movie had hard (laughs) connections with like a myth that I thought was really compelling as well. When you were talking about going out the window, they could have flied. So you guys are kind of familiar with the tale of like, or the myth of the Atalus and Icarus, where Icarus was like flying too close to the... Burn his wings up from flying too close to the sun, yeah. I feel like this movie itself is kind of like a classical retelling of the Atalus and Icarus, where Howard is pretty much a combination of both of them. So like Daedalus is pretty much a, a skilled craftsman. He was kind of forged by the gods, so they believe. And like he killed his nephew who was an apprentice and he pretty much was banished from his homeland and made his way to Crete where King Minos. Crete, Nebraska? Yeah. I dated, I dated a girl from there once. <laughs> but anyways, he went to Crete and King Minos, he had his own nefarious stuff where he was cursed and... They cursed his wife to be pregnant with a minotaur. And King Minos thought that Daedalus had his hand in something like that. So Daedalus's son, Icarus, knew about this and kind of 
formed a little bit of jealousy about it. So I guess I wrote something down here. So I'll just read this because it's probably a little bit more constructed than my thoughts right now. But so King Minos was cursed with the Minotaur as a son and Daedalus was to blame for it. Daedalus was made to construct a labyrinth and was soon a prisoner of his own creation. When his son Icarus tried to mend his bond and save his father, they went to escape using wax wings and much of the feathers from the remains of the Minotaur's feast. Daedalus warned Icarus not to fly too low as the water can pull him under or fly too high due to the sun melting the wax. Icarus got headstrong and let his impulses get the best of him. So he built his own prison. Like you can see everything that he's doing, like he could have paid his, his brother-in-law off probably many times over up until that point, but any sort of dough that he got, he put it on a bets. It's like you are trapping yourself even further. You're adding extra layers. You got so many people coming out of, you know, and you know, they don't give a shit about you. Mm -hmm. So when he finally was up, when he was high, when he was flying, he didn't want to go too low and get pulled under. So he tried to go even higher at the very end and bet it all on. And so he, his wax wings pretty much got burnt and fell to the rocks. Moral of the story, 1-800-BETS-OFF. If you or anybody you know has a gambling problem. Dude, I needed that I shit when I was problem. in college. When yeah. I first turned 21. Yeah, not only that, but I because... That serious, but... Because I did lose vacation fund. Icarus flew too high to the sun, and where they were doing all the bets was the Mohegan sun. I thought that was kind oh, of a cool Jesus correlation. Fuck. I know, right? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the club. I mean, at I, least more that was than anything. One. Yeah, no, that's what I. I was like, that's. I, it wasn't like Jesus Christ. Here we go again. It was like, like Jesus Christ. The first episode. Impressive. I will admit, the first hey, episode, so the Pulp Fiction episode, like that blew Everything my was on point. fucking mind. I'm trying to obtain. I don't know if I. Or Can you open stated. the door? His head's getting oh, a little too big. Yeah. Here it goes. Huh? Huh? Wow. <laughs> His door. At the very beginning, or outside his door, it says 805. Ooh. It says KMH Gems 805, and which means that many blessings are coming your way. The universe has special plans for you. This does not mean, however, that you have to sit by and wait for things to happen for you. You have to play a role in creating the kind of life you desire. But that was his downfall, so that's all I got. I got a couple uh, <laughs> fan reviews from some listeners. No, you don't. Uh, okay. About this movie? Yeah. Nice. First one is from. Oh, what is this? <laughs> You're speaking from a fan. Oh, okay. So this first one is. <laughs> Please you stop that. You don't have to change your own voice. This <laughs> <laughs> is a habit. So this first one's from Joe O'Connor. We know Joe very well. He's a. He's that guy who bailed out on the podcast. <laughs> I talked to, talked to him yesterday about this movie. Did you at work? Right. Yeah. Now. I texted him yesterday. I was like, what the fuck is your review? He said he saw Good Time, which is one of the uh, Safdie brothers' first movies with Robert Pattinson. Surprisingly underrated actor, I'd say. Who? Robert Pattinson. Oh, for sure. People just, just think of him as a sparkly-ass vampire. But anyway, perhaps Good Time was one and done of greatness, or perhaps it was the start of a phase. If you ask most critics, Uncut Gems is even better, but to me, while it is a solid film with neon-drenched lighting and great acting, it is ultimately kind of dull. I was bored with this, and I hated every character except for Julia. Perhaps that is more for her being hot, but she did make me want to see her succeed in getting some money. The last act is quite tense and easily the best part of the film, but by that point, I had hated everyone, and I just wanted the film to end. For me, Good Time is their only film worth a damn here. This is a well-crafted cinema, but not enough for me to become a mark of the brother's safety, is what Joe said. 
And Joe, that kind of surprised me because Joe, I kind of give him shit sometimes because he literally loves every movie. Like he is the biggest cinephile I know, basically. He was probably just in a place. I mean, maybe, but the movie kind of sucked. No, I'm just kidding. Everywhere. <laughs> um, and the other one, any thoughts on that review real quick? Or I think it's pretty uh, Joe, you're fired. <laughs> Joe, I I agree with Joe. I think it's a pretty accurate. I, the only thing I don't agree is the neon light. I think the the most neon lights it's when they the would go to scene. Vegas and yeah, the, they yeah. didn't even get which was black a nice light. which was a nice contrast. Yeah. Like when it would be dull and dingy, and then to be at the club and then like, he fought the holy weekend. Shit. Anyway, nice. yeah. When he fought the week Monday through Friday, that was another thing. About, I think it was like Conan. He was like, yeah. The weekend was pushing me really hard, and he was like really grabbing me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, this is acting. <laughs> Any other thoughts on Joe before I go to the, the next one here? He's cute. <laughs> okay. So he gave it a 9.5. So go ahead and put that. Uh, our second review actually does have an out of 10. It's from Brian. Our friend Brian Corey is an avid listener. Mazel really loves top. the podcast. Shout out to Brian. Shout out to Joe. Thanks for sending these in. And you guys could send in anytime. That was the correct send them usage, to me. by the way. The martial law. Because he's a boy. Put it on our fucking Facebook. That was the whatever. wrong usage. Malt anyway. Off. So he said, Uncut Gems was a pleasant surprise coming from Adam Sandler in recent years. Prior to this film, his acting had become predictable and boring. Adam proves he should continue to do more serious roles. This film has you on the edge of your seat throughout, and you wonder if Howard will be able to dig himself out of the hole he has made for himself. This film is a much-watched for Sandler fans, but falls short of the Oscar-worthy hype it was built up to be. He gives it a 7 out of 10. Thoughts? Yes. The thing with like Adam Sandler, and I had, I think... It kind of goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways. So Howard in pretty much every single movie that Adam Sandler has done is like most of his characters that he does has this abundance of like charm. And without that, if Howard wasn't charming, I would have no sympathy for the guy. Like my sympathy for him already is already pretty thin. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, he keeps making his own hole de- deeper, you know? Yeah. Literally. But I mean, There's like no one to blame but himself. Most of the his characters have to be beat down before they can rise up and like actually Fair. feel something and love something. And and at the very end, when he finally made that phone call to his wife to try to protect his family, I'm like, that now? Now right, you want right to? Now. Yeah. Hey, sometimes better late than never, I guess. Yes. I mean, he had a reinvention, a remolding, reforging of himself. Yeah. No, I mean, I think Brian's uh, review on it is pretty accurate. (laughs) (laughs) You can't say that. (laughs) I'll say it again. Brian's review is pretty (laughs) And that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) No, I do agree that Sandler Uh, characters up to that point were becoming pretty predictable. I think think since (laughs) he's had a few good Netflix one like that, uh, Murder mystery one was kind of fun. Like oh, the, with uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like the Halloween one. I didn't but watch that. Kirby. One. I heard Kirby. good things though. Speaking of real quick, where do you guys rank this in an Adam Sandler movie? Verse is middle. It your top three is it? Your, you know now. Yeah, because that's how I middle. was like coming up with my ranking. I'm like, okay, I can't rank it. Like Big Daddy's probably my favorite Adam Sandler movie. And then you know you're you, calling me a liar. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? You'll write it on the wall. <laughs> You know, obviously, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison are classics. I really like Just Go With It, another one with Jennifer Aniston. I think that movie's really good. I haven't seen that. Oh, I love it. I love Just his- watch it for Jennifer Aniston and Brooklyn Decker in bikinis alone. But I, okay, Nick Swartzen in that if movie, though, kind of is over. It's like at some point you're like, just shut the fuck up already, Nick. But uh, He's kind of like that in most movies, but fair. that's part of his charm. 
I mean, I guess. I, I rank this in the middle. Like Big Daddy, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. I just said 50 those. First Dates. <laughs> um, 50 First Dates is great. I, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. All of his old stuff. The Wedding Singer. Yes. Oh, yeah. I that, that that's above this. I think Uncut Gems is there. And then a lot of Adam Sandler's new stuff I don't care for, except for the Herbie Halloween one. That one was. Have you seen Just Go With It? I have not. It's on Netflix right now. I recommend it. It's a good oh, one. I enjoy that one. It's also Sandler got uh, Nicole Kidman's in it. It's good. The kids are really, really good in that one, too. Right on. But Is there anything anybody would change in this movie? I'll start because I've been waiting to say this for oh, a while. But <laughs> I would change the main actor. I would change Adam Sandler. Yeah. Who, who if this put? was like a Bradley Cooper or something, I would have probably been more into the actual character. No way would Bradley Cooper be able to play that that character absolutely i don't so think you've watched bradley cooper movies then yeah bradley cooper's one of the most underrated actors of our generation you know who i think would be an amazing role in this and you're gonna shit on me for it but i think this would be a great role for matthew mcconaughey i'm not gonna shit on it i will shit on you if you need me to <laughs> please okay i mean i can <sighs> he, he's like a bradley know. cooper to me i don't see him playing that role like i think if you recast it it would have to be to me it would have to be an unknown or a newbie just starting out. I don't think people would care if it was a newbie, though. It'd be more real to them. Fair. I just, I don't know. That's what I would change. I don't know. About, no. What about you, Justin? I would change the lingerie to be nothing. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. Bring. And then more. I, I don't get it. More emphasis on that ass. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. Fat, like juicy. As much as, like. Watching the movie and you want to oh, change oh, things oh. in the story as it's happening. So I want to die. I, it's not the story Just if I change it. Face. So this oh, is. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez. I think I've said it a few times. Like this is probably one of my least favorite parts about this because I feel like I'm destroying the art and sometimes the art destroys itself. So shit like, on it. Uh, I don't know. Like. I think watching it, and probably because I was in crunch time just trying to get through it, I think I'm satisfied. And this is my first watch, too, so maybe when I watch it again, I can have a better answer. But right now, I, just the laundry. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I concur with that. Yeah. Although that thong left very little to the imagination. Lonnie doesn't want to change anything. He thought I, it was a perfect movie. It's like a pencil in my hand. I just don't think it's a movie for me. I think it's a fine movie. I think the people who like it are going to like it. It's just not a movie for me. Did it go full Jew? It 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 might have went a little <laughs> full Jew for me. But no, I I think too it, much Jew. I think I'm bringing back something old school for you guys. I think it did what it needed to do when it did <laughs> <we> it. <laughs> it's the story of my sex life. <laughs> You're welcome. No, I, yeah, I, I would leave it. I wouldn't touch a thing. Maybe, like I said, recast Adam Sandler. It would have to be a very select role. Maybe an Edward Norton. Fuck it. Oh my god! Did man. you say the uh, tomato scores on this? It was like six point three, I think. Ninety-two uh, percent from critics and fifty-two percent from viewers. I was mean, it that six? Doesn't surprise me. That was low. I already earlier told what I would change with the the brother-in-law. His transformation and his sudden change was a little too quick and not believable to me. Yeah, uh, I guess I could see, I kind of see that as well. I was confused as where he was standing. And some people are just that way, though. Their body language doesn't really read fairly. He was like, standing in front of the gun before he yeah. got shot. Well, he put his hand, like, he's like, please don't. 
Like he, when he was in the, the passenger seat of the car, like he came off as like badass. Like, you know, just shut your fucking mouth and, you know, do I all I feel like Nico saw him being soft and just decided. Yeah, that's to, what I, I think too. To off him. This is my operation now. Yeah. So my favorite. I said no water. My favorite, least favorite, favorite, least favorite. Uh, it says, and this is why nobody goes to the movies anymore. Where to start with this disgusting pile? I had heard Sandler on the Howard Stern show talking about this movie. They were talking about him winning an Oscar for best actor and possibly even best picture. I thought I wanted to see this. I love movies about real people, not superheroes, and thought that maybe Adam Sandler had finally gotten serious about acting in the same way Robin Williams did and putting out a real film. I was wrong on so many levels. Sandler just took Jonah Hill's character from The Wolf of Wall Street and cranked the Judas up <laughs> all the way up to 12. The music is off the camera. Work is fast and out of focus. The storyline is non-existent. And within 15 minutes, I could not stand the main character. I don't think you're supposed to like the main character. I think they did their job in the movie yeah. then. That was the wrong group. Sorry, the guys. only <laughs> good thing about this movie is Kevin Garnett. But him being eight feet tall, it's pretty unlikely he won't be He's making six, nine. a lot of films at the end of the day. This is why people have quit watching movies and now watch TV series. This is probably Who coming. hurt them? This is probably from somebody <laughs> that There's several of these. Fuck that uh. just sits on their couch, hasn't even attempted to make anything from their life or attempted to make a movie uh. or write anything. So... But I mean, like they're they're it entitled to It was Adam Sandler own. himself, <laughs> <laughs> signed Adam S. <laughs> I didn't know Adam Sandler refuses to listen to reviews for his own movies. Well, he sh- well most should. of his movies I mean, we should know. He's, he's obviously knows what he's doing. Look, he's made a career. Yeah, out he of gets it. to go to tropical vacations and pay his friends to make a movie. Yeah, right. but here's the other thing too. It's because you've all, for the most part, pretty much mentioned it. It's like. This is why you don't listen to them talk about like Oscar and award performances and stuff like that. Who gives a shit about that? Just I don't like listening to people hype up or somebody's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, Lonnie, you get the next pick I of what the movie is. I do get the next is. pick. So I was going to be, be I was going to be adventurous and make us go to the movie theater and see a movie, but. The kids need new shoes. Uh, all our all our schedules are super busy over the next couple months with a bunch of projects. So I decided that we're going to watch 2021's The Sadness. Huh. It is a Shudder original. Usually I vet my movies. This one I have not. So... This movie, I have no idea what it's going to be like. Its tagline is the saddest, most violent, depraved zombie movie ever made. So huh. should Poster be fun. Poster as Japanese. It's Japanese, it. yeah. yeah. Oh. So it should it's be good. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Rob Jabba's. All right. Rob so, Jabba's. yeah, you can watch it on Shudder if you want to watch it and, and tag along with us during the episode. Shudder? Shudder. All right. Well, that is Uncut Gems movie review. If you want to watch it, uh, you can. It's... Not anywhere for free right now, but you can do what I do. Buy a bunch of shit on Amazon and get a bunch of free credit and watch there it for you go. free. But it's it's a little over two hours the movie. So two fifteen, um, yeah. It's a it's a, a lengthier movie, so make time for that. But 195 minutes or so. So I guess the next time you hear us on the movie review, we'll be reviewing the sadness, Lonnie's pick. It's on AMC Plus. So looking forward to that. Is it? Yep. So gentlemen, it's time for us to go. This is how I win. That's all I got. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was waiting for something now. Anyways, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.
concludes our broadcast day.